and welcome to the Men Up Podcast. I am Christian Shabu. Lamar Womble. And today we have an amazing guest. He is the founder and CEO of Larnell Vickers Enterprises. He is a renowned career coach and recruiter. So all y'all that are looking for new jobs and thinking about shifting your jobs, you better be listening in this episode. Please welcome Larnell Vickers. Larnell, great to have you here today on the Men Up Podcast. Yeah, I'm super excited. Super excited to be on the podcast on today. Thank you so much for the invite. I want to jump in here, Larnell, and if you can tell us a little bit about Larnell Vickers Enterprises, about your career coaching, your recruiting, your your path there. But really, I would love to focus in, too, on the work that you've been doing now uh, in the pandemic and post-pandemic, because as we know, uh, there are a lot of folks making career shifts and choices right now uh, and are feeling that urgency to make those shifts for themselves. So, So tell us a little bit about what you're doing. Our business is a two-part business, and so one, we focus on career coaching, so supporting professionals and laying their next role, um, so mid to senior level professionals, people who are 10 plus years into their career. Um, we mainly focus on industries from finance to tech to nonprofit social impact sectors, really helping people to really scale up and to level up in their careers. Is myself and also the team of career coaches, and we're in this work of really supporting people, and not just like their next role, but really thinking about purpose and power and passion and what it looks like to like live out full possibility in their lives. And so, it's been an honor and privilege to do this work during uh, this pandemic, during a time period where a lot of people are shifting and changing um, careers, and so really being that conversation with them around, you know, what is next for you? What does that look like for you? and to go deeper into that. And the second component is the recruitment work. So we work with nonprofits, um, innovative schools to help identify diverse talent. Um, We work with different companies from Global Citizen Year to TNCP to Teach for America, um, working with these social impact organizations to identify talent. That's great. And what are you seeing as some of the shifts that are happening on both ends, right? Both for people as they're making these transitions career-wise, you know, a little bit further into their career path, but particularly because of this pandemic time, we're we're seeing, you know, this great shift, right? Like we've heard a lot about, there's been a lot of think pieces out there about like really this great realignment around career. Like what are some of the shifts you're seeing from people, particularly around like their identity? You know, it seems like uh, so many folks are, are, becoming aware of just like, you know, work isn't just this place you go, you know, to make money, to provide all those kind of things. Uh, but but there's some identity to that too. There's your values living out, right? So so what are you seeing as some shifts from some of the folks that you're working with? Yeah. So I think one of the key words in 2020 was like pivoting. I think everyone was trying <laughs> to pivot in some type of way, shape or form. And essentially with pivoting, you know, the baseline of that is just around like industry, so I want to go, I see this a lot. It's like, I want to go from nonprofit to the for-profit sector, right? I want to go from teaching to the now the tech, right? I want to also maybe pivot the type of work that I do, right? So I want to go from like marketing communications to now sales and business development work, right? So I think a lot of folks are just thinking for themselves, like, what do they want to work on? Who do they want to work with? How does that work show up? Um, what are their values and beliefs and what they, what, re- what really truly matters to them. And I do think that comes from the standpoint of people just being uh, at home, having more time, you know, we're, we're working remotely, having more time just to think about these questions or just to be really present to what's really happening with them emotionally, physically, 
uh, with work and how work is impacting their lives and if it's impacting it in a good way or not so good way. And so what can you do in that moment to just shift and change the direction of where your career is headed to really have it mostly, mostly aligned to your, your values and the ways you wanna do work. Um, and so I do think people are pivoting. It's been amazing. You know, we've worked with several clients at this point in time and help, helping them to identify, okay, this is what's next and how to best get there and how to make those shifts um, so they can move forward in their career. What about on the other end, right? So you talk about working with organizations to recruit folks into these jobs. Like, what are you seeing as shifts that that some of these organizations, whether they're for-profit, non-profit, are making for the type of people that they're looking for? You know, some of the some of the organizations, some of the industries you were talking about at the top here that you work with, you know, I, I think get a reputation for being, you know, highly competitive, for being, you know, places where you have to like give your all, you have to put in the 12, 13, 14, 18 hour days, right? Like all of these kind of traits that that honestly seems like is shifting during this time away from what people are actually looking for, right? But also just related to the kind of person that we, particularly men, are, are trying to be, like trying to shift a little bit here. Like, what are you seeing as some, some changes that these organizations are making for how they're recruiting and who they're recruiting? A great question. I think one of the things I'm definitely seeing is around diversity, equity, inclusion work. Right, more companies are taking the full stand around. Like, we want to see more diverse talent um, in terms of like the number of women, people of color, able, disabled, uh, LGBTQ individuals. Like, we're wanting to have diversity of perspective uh, and personhood. And I think that before that was definitely the case, but I think it's just increased tremendously over time. Uh, so, definitely seeing that as well. Also, I do think that companies are having to grapple with work-life balance and like work environments and um, thinking about remote work. Are we going to be a remote organization? Are we going to be a hybrid type deal? Are we going to have everyone come back into the office? You know, I think organizations are trying to think through this. And I think there is a, a pull and tug here between what employers are, are looking for and what uh, employer, what employees are looking for and what employers are willing to do. And so just thinking through that, and we have to, you know, just for myself and working with companies, I have to coach organizations and think through this and like how do we best position and message this. And so uh, I do think that like work-life balance and work and how work happens and uh, how does work happen in a virtual setting through communication um, are also questions that companies are just grappling with right now. You know, I think you mentioned the, um, the great resignation. I feel like there's been a lot of mixed messaging of, around that, right? Where there's been um, people saying like, yes, like there are jobs everywhere because people are like leaving jobs, pivoting, as you mentioned, and for a number of different reasons. But then I know a bunch of people that are like looking for fairly high level jobs and can't seem to find any. So I'm, I'm interested to know from you, like where, wh what is this line? that exists between like, yes, all these jobs are available, but yes, also people that I know are looking like high level people like also can't find, can't find jobs right now. There's a comedy of that, like around like, there's so many jobs out there, but yes, you're right. There are a lot of professionals who are having a hard time finding roles and opportunity. I think more so around like laying the role and opportunity. I do think with just more people being out on the market, is becoming more competitive, right? Because companies have more of a choice around who they actually want to 
go ahead and offer to and hire. Um, and so you're doing, you're, you're having folks who are very competitive, you know, folks who've been working with an industry or have X amount of years of experience still having a tough time to find a role. Um, and so, and I tell people all this time, you know, career coaching has always been around. I think it's been something that um, more so like wealthy individuals or people who have access tend to have opted into, um, or even just like any type of like services around getting your resume done or having support with networking. Like most times I think people in the past have like just done it on themselves. It goes like a thing where it was very rare that you would go out and like actually get support and help in that way. Um, but I do think it's so important now, you know, I'm not trying to just promote what I do, but like to get some type of support or help, you know, as myself or other, there's so many other great professionals out here that um, there's no reason just to do it alone. Like you actually will go faster um, doing it together, doing it in a relationship with others. And so, you know, invest in your resume, right? Get your resume done, right? For a lot of people, they do the resume on their own, right? Get your resume done. Have someone professional look at it and get it done. You know, thinking about networks, right? There's so many ways to build your networks. There's different networking groups, organizations, events that you can be a part of. We have a huge community as well. Like when you get tapped into networks, it's just going to grow your ability just to get in front of the right people, the right opportunities and events you work for. Um, and also just being able to do interview prep work, right? Pre-interview prep work, post, right? A lot of times people are doing this on their own. And so I do encourage people like, and I think we've seen an increase in this around people just opt in to support and to be in a community to really get that support behind them, right? That's so they can like really advance and move the, the, the work forward, um, which is so needed now being that there's just so many different people out there plus roles and opportunities just to make sure you find that right match. Or now I've had the privilege of receiving some of your coaching firsthand. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I think one of the things that I found really powerful uh, in the coaching you did from a career perspective is... I'm somebody that has very much uh, put a lot of weight and emphasis in my past, like in whatever role it is that I, that I'm in professionally, like really allowing that to define who I am, right. A considerable amount. Right. And, and we've done some coaching together where you've helped to find a little bit more of a balance. So, so would love to hear from you. Like why is finding that balance with folks, you know, why, why is that important? You know, not just, you know, obviously folks are looking for a new job or a new career or something to really find purpose in, but also there, there's a balance in like, you know, who are you as a person that I think you strike really well. So, so why is that so important? In a lot of ways, career has been done um, based upon, okay, the skills, your abilities, your talents, schooling, right? It's been in this like box conversation. Uh, I do think that we're pushing towards the edges of like your career is your life, your life is your career. Like if they all go hand in hand, like your ability to take care of your family, your ability to travel, your ability to um, expand your life, invest, right? Like wherever it might be that like it all goes hand in hand. I do think we've taken career and put it in this own box and then we've made it very linear based upon your schooling and, and the career structure that you're on. Um, I do think it's about opening the conversation a bit more here around uh, who are you as a person? I mean, that's all we're doing here. We're like saying to like, you know, what's your purpose? What are you really good at? What's the end goal in mind, right? Of the thing that you want to accomplish and like, what are the steps that we can take to get you there over time? So in a lot of ways, people can sometimes just move from one role to the next, but how do we make it where each role builds upon the next 
Uh, each role tells a story of impact. Each role builds upon the skill sets and experiences you want to have over the course of time that then makes up this like story and narrative of the work, the impact, um, the things that you're looking to champion in this world. How do we actually get to that place, right? And so that's a conversation that I'm having with clients that we've had before as well. That I think that becomes very refreshing because people can start seeing their work as uh, something that is meaningful, that's impactful, that matters. I always hear a lot of time people like, you know, does the work that I do, does it even matter at the end of the day? Um, it does matter. It's about being intentional about the work that you do and, and how it's going to really support you, your family, and the world around you, your community, and then and to go forth from there. I do some coaching as well. And so I, I definitely am clear that people are searching for that. I think what you said was interesting is that people want to know if their work matters. How, how do you, because I think there's like some fields that people work in where they know, like, I am doing work that makes a difference, right? Like when people ask you that, Larnell, like, what, what are they, what, what are the emotions and the feelings that come along with feeling like work matters or doesn't matter? So I think part of it is like, and this goes back to like companies as well as both companies and as well as people who work for companies, but for whatever company you work with, like what's the mission, right? And like, what's your role to play in achieving that mission, right? Does your work tie directly back to that mission and goal? And so sometimes you, could, you can be doing work um, that can be put to the side. It's not applauded or acknowledged. Uh, sometimes it could be dismissed. Um, and I think a lot of ways we're seeing that in the workplace where, you know, projects are not being greenlighted. People are having to like, do runabouts, workabouts around different things they're working on. Um, people are not being acknowledged for their work. And so I think we've run into this thing around, does it really matter at the end of the day if it's not being appreciated or acknowledged? Uh, and really does it connect back to the overall mission of the company and what they're looking to do? Um, so I think that's partly on companies to really start thinking through that work and how it all connects back together. For employees, you know, people who are working for companies, to really think about, it's not about just that company and that company's mission, it's about what mission you're on, right? I believe that companies can just be vehicles for um, guiding and supporting you towards greater mission, towards greater purpose in the life that you wanna live. And that each um, company you're with, that each opportunity they take on leads towards a better understanding of yourself allows for you to have at-bat practices to really strengthen your skill sets and experiences that leads towards a stronger you, a stronger uh, professional, um, someone who's able to really be even stronger and be able to create and design for what you want to create in the world. So um, I do think that people have to some ways like acknowledge, like, yes, I'm at this company, but also detach from that idea to the overall arching idea and mission and purpose and bio of who they are and what they're looking to achieve, which I think at the end of the day, it all matters, right? Because it's gonna connect back to where you wanna go down the road. You know, trying to find mission-driven, purpose-driven work, um, you know, seems like a, a, a foregone conclusion for something that I would do. I think for that you would do, Lornell, same with you, Shabu, like we would kind of live in this place, but most people do not. And so there's so much opportunity to help people, as you're describing, like align 
themselves with companies and organizations that they feel purpose in and that they feel like they're doing impactful work. Um, and so, yeah, and I just don't know if I realize the amount of people that don't have that connection. I do think that for a lot of people, right, because it, it goes back to like, you know, the brand or like how much money I'm being paid or, you know, and right. So like that's like the beginning starting points around just career, how you think the career. I do think there comes a point in time where people want more. They might not know how to best explain it or what more means or like what does it look like to do purpose, meaningful work. Um, and again, when I say that, it doesn't always have to equate to nonprofits. I think sometimes people equate it to nonprofits, but it's really doing work that is aligned to your highest calling, your purpose in life, what you've been given to do in this lifetime. Like, actually, are you in alignment towards that, or are you are you out of alignment? Like, are external factors driving uh, your decision making versus internally for you, your internal um, compass? Uh, are you actually listening to it and actually aligned for that to drive the work that you take on? Um, and so it's really having people, I think people are asking themselves what that looks like. I think it's having people to really look within, tap within, and then really channel that to then create the life, the work they want to do um, going forward. <laughs> Lamar snaps a lot on this podcast. There's, there's a lot of audio where I just hear... <laughs> So Larnell, obviously we're here on the Men Up podcast and, you know, two of the things that you've surfaced here that have also been themes that we've talked about in this season where we're talking about like the hope and the urgency of now, two things that I've heard are one, this idea of whatever your job is, whatever your career is, not just about providing, right? Whether that's for yourself, for your family, right? Which a, a lot of times here on the podcast, you know, we sort of surface as there, there's this traditional or old school way of thinking about manhood and masculinity. That's all about like, Oh, I provide for my family. I provide for my people. And like, that's, that's all I'm responsible for accountable for primarily. We've also surfaced in this season that uh, a lot of times, all of us, but particularly men can be driven by competition. And I think that that surfaces too, when we're talking about jobs and careers and, and those things are, are shifting here, or at least what, what I'm hearing from you, like these ideas of like, you know, having a competitive workplace or, or just having this as a means to provide as being good enough for your career is no longer good enough for, for people generally. So I'm wondering from you, like based on, you know, whether it's what you're seeing either from the recruiting side or the coaching side, as well as in your own life and your, in your circles and your communities, you know, what are some of the ideas around manhood, masculinity, or these systems that are built on patriarchy that you're maybe seeing shift a little bit that, that offers you hope? Well, I think that um, this idea of like to provide, right. For myself or for my family. Um, yes. That is a concept that I think, for men and for, especially if you have a family and for manhood and what that represents, like people really self-identify for that. But I do think in terms of like us and like thinking about masculinity and manhood, I do think the concept and what it represents is expanding. Like I do think that there is other concepts just around uh, what does it look like for community, right? Um, being a provider, support community. What does it look like to serve? right, um, to serve others? What does it look like to, um, yes, lead, right, as men, but also to be led, right, by women, powerful women? What does it look like to actually support and get behind um, women and, and their leadership as well? So I do think it's expanding. Um, 
a bit and, and it's a bit it's been amazing to see this as well this conversation around masculinity and and manhood in the workplace outside of the workplace and that um that concept is being challenged and like how do we best navigate that and and support in terms of us having like really healthy ways of identifying and associating with masculinity what what has been the woman's experience right if from your experience working with like women leaders with having to deal with men or men that don't want to follow i mean have you dealt with anything in that realm or just like had stories or anything that you could give some insight into men on like how we can fall in line better easier uh in collaboration with in support of uh as well i think that's because i think that's actually really important for for men to hear i do think it's not so much like a direct like disrespect or like direct confrontation in that way it's just like subtle things right in terms of um having like buy-in or investment in that leader right being fully supportive of that leader um would you show up are you showing up in the same ways as you would if it was a male leader in that actual spot right so it's like it's a subtle things of that become apparent that actually slows down work and progress and that woman's ability to lead and to execute on the vision of the company. Um, if people, you know, even if it's like, just like the C-suite, the executive level individuals or your mid managers, if they're not in alignment or don't actually see forth what's being put into action here and getting behind it, it actually just slows down process. And so it's like those sort of things. And so I think for women leaders having to navigate that and also for men to think about the ways of how they're showing up as well and to reflect on their behaviors and so, is it supporting or it's not supporting? And if not, like what can be done to really shift and change that? And I do think we just need more models of men um, who can lead uh, and be led by women, but it's also your still your ability to still be a leader, right? It's no, it doesn't mean like you're less than a leader, like you're you're still leading, right? And I think that's amazing that a man could be supportive in that way, but still lead uh, with women still leading them and leading the over, overall organization. That's actually really, really important to remind men is that like, one, you can be a leader in your role, but also like buy into a, a larger vision, especially uh, with, you know, if it's a woman or not you or anybody else. Uh, but also, I think more importantly, what you said was, is that men need to. And I think this is what the podcast tries to really put out there is that we just need to be checking our behavior, thinking about how we're showing up when there are women leaders that we are following and just always constantly thinking about our behavior, what we're saying, what we do, how we show up um, when you are, if you are in that situation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if men have had to think about that or had to consistently think about how they show up in that regard because they don't mm -hmm. think probably don't think that they do show up differently. You mentioned needing just more examples of, of men who are both willing to, to lead and be led, right? And do that with the same amount of energy, enthusiasm, passion. I'm wondering as somebody who works on both the recruiting side and on the coaching side, you know, and as a man yourself, right? Like how do you show up in those spaces on, on either side, whether it's coaching or recruiting uh, and, and lead by example in that way of whether it's, it's, leading and being led or, or other ways of like helping people understand like being a, a dynamic 
person, a dynamic man in, in a way that allows for that kind of space and allows for, uh, yeah, equity and fairness. Like, how do you show up? I think for me, it's always identifying, like, what's my role to play in this scenario, right? And let me be the best at whatever role that is. I think when I'm a coach, right, like I, I do, uh, well, I think in, the, in that scenario, right, because I'm leading in that way, right? Um, but when I think about recruitment organizations, especially like, you know, women-led organizations, um, how I support, how I get behind them, how do I like really listen to them? I think listening is a, a huge component of it as well. Like how to be a, huge, a, a great listener, uh, how to listen, how to ask the questions that are not being asked, how to probe even further to go even deeper to what's needed, um, how to make sure that the work that we're doing is in alignment to that vision's leader, that, that vision's, um, that leader's vision and being able to really champion and get behind that. So I, I do think for me, it's really about like, what's my role to play and how do I best play that? And also leading by example. So one of the things that I've always admired about you, Larnell, is in addition to, you know, being great at whatever the job is that you're, that you have in front of you right now, it is, you know, leading Larnell Vickers Enterprises. You started that from the ground up. So I'd love to hear, you know, any advice you have and also tell us about some of the projects you're, you're pursuing, right? Cause it goes well beyond Larnell Vickers Enterprises. I mean, you have so many incredible projects uh, that, that have gone on and continue to go on. Well, I just want to encourage folks who are listening to this podcast that if you have a passion that you want to pursue, pursue it before you have the money, before you have the resources, before people tell you it's a great idea or people have to green light that, right? Uh, I would say go for it. I mean, there's been so many different projects that I've worked on and I'm just so thankful that I just had the faith to just go for it. Um, yes, some things didn't always work out, right? That's life. And I learned from that and some things definitely worked out and helped to me. It helped me to uh, continuing to put like one foot in front of the other and to continue to do this work and grow this work. Um, because I do think that people sometimes um, have that self-talk that says, oh, it's not going to work out or do have the resources, do have the time, do have the money, like will people support me? And the, yeah, and the answer is yes. Like there have been so many times where people have supported what have gone behind me um, that I didn't think that was going to like happen that way. But it did. And so you'll be surprised sometimes. And so really putting that intention, putting that focus and, and going for it uh, is something that I would definitely encourage folks. Uh, something I actually had to also take on my own self and learn from um, when first starting out. Um, but I do want to shout out Credit for the Soul. What Credit for the Soul is a um, program that we're running June 2nd from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern time. It'll be virtual over Zoom. Uh, you can go to creativefortheso.com for more information. And the purpose of that is just two things, right? We want to create a space where people can get grounded in purpose and the work they want to do next. And so some of the ways you're able to do that is through uh, one, hearing from others, uh, hearing their career journey. So we'll have like industry leaders sharing about their stories, their journey, um, as well as we'll have meditation work and um, breath work that's happening as well. And just um, insights into like how to grow your career. And the second thing is just taking action, right? So we're going to help people to get in front of recruiters, learn about different roles, different opportunities, and be able to take action and network with people so they're advancing their career. So that's something that we're actively working on right now. It's something that I am super, super passionate about uh, and has just grown organically over time. 
and just want to say thank you for including the Men Up podcast and Lamar and I yes. in, in that work as well. Yeah. Yes, you are. So definitely you'll see these two um, in terms of just in some of the marketing and promotional materials. And I appreciate you all joining and supporting. It's funny in that experience, you know, it put Lamar and I on the other end of, of having questions asked to us. And there were moments of like, <laughs> I was like, oh, these are some hard questions. Um, so so yeah. something we've been practicing here, Larnell, uh, that has evolved here in season four is uh, we like to create space for our guests if they have any questions of us of the Men Up podcast. No, for sure. Any questions? More so the thinking behind the theme for this season. Um, why that theme in particular? And like, what do you hope people uh, would take away from this season's uh, Men Up podcast? One of the things that we surfaced early on in our process of coming up with what's the theme like how do we want to take the podcast in this season in this like what direction uh one of the things we realized is you know for seasons two and three like we, we had done some really deep dives into some complex topics and it was great and and we had like restructured the podcast a little bit and one of the things we had gotten away from was you know this sense of of joy that we had had in our first season right and part of that was because of some some structures some segments we had uh, deliberately in the episodes that actually allowed for that kind of thing but also like we we just didn't create the space in our conversation to express joy and, and that seemed one like a really important thing to do just for us personally the the three of us for Lamar will and I uh, but then another it, it seemed like a really important piece too to balance things out that as we're digging deep into confronting some ideas of manhood of masculinity of patriarchy which have been harmful have been destructive uh, weigh people down like there also needs to be space for you know expressing joy and hope right so that was one end but then the other end is you know I to us, it seems like we have a real opportunity in this moment in our society to really change some things powerfully. I think like that's one of the things that this pandemic has uh, allowed for is a real, a real chance, a real opportunity to make some systemic changes, some some foundational changes, and and ideas around manhood and mass uh, ideas around manhood and masculinity are, are a place that we need to make shifts, right? Because we know that our society is built on a on a patriarchy that is harmful to most people. Right. And so now is a time to make those changes because there's a real opportunity and you don't always get opportunities like this. We've been at it for two years now. And, um, you know, I. People are starting to send me stuff and, you know, I'm sharing it because they know that the kind of work that we're trying to do here at the podcast. And so, um, you know, to me, the fierce urgency of now is. Is I've been reading and I think one of the things that prompted us is the manosphere right uh i've been reading about there's men that um are lost because of a lack of relationships because job is no longer their identity um and that they don't feel any kind of emotional deep connection um and because of those things they are now more easily radicalized or they go online looking for that community and they find it in typically like misogynistic, nationalistic uh, mindsets and groups. Um, and, and I think we just have a wild charge to be the counter to any of these groups that might exist to like provide a different way of thinking, provide brotherhood, 
Thank you all. I appreciate that. Larnell, thank you for joining us on the podcast here today. And thank you for the work that you continue to do out in the world there. And also, you know, creating space for Lamar and I and the Men Up podcast in, in your world too. Like that, that reciprocity is really beautiful and really powerful. Thank you all so much for creating this space, this podcast, for the work that you all are doing. It's so needed. Um, this conversation here. So just to acknowledge you all for, for doing this work and continuing on. The Men Up Podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viotti Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. The executive producer and editor on the Men Up Podcast is me, Christian Shabu. You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com.